0: Is considering cash handouts of yen per person. In an attempt to in
1: provide to economic Japan relief to residents of Japan in response to the coronavirus Natsu. pandemic, the administration the Prime of Prime Middle Minister Abe Shinzo recently announced plans to distribute cash payments to qualified households. To Yet the plans were met by vocal opposition from a surprising source, Yamaguchi Natsuo, head of the Kometo Political Party and one of Prime Minister Abe's strongest political allies. The criticism took many observers of Japanese politics by surprise, not least because just several months ago, in December of 2019, the two had celebrated the 20th anniversary of the alliance between Abe's Liberal Democratic Party and Yamaguchi's Kometo Political Party but also because, for some observers, it raised questions about the strength and stability of a political alliance that has dominated Japanese politics for almost two decades. How did the Japanese electoral reforms of 1994 set the stage for the political alliance between the LDP and the Komeito? What makes the Komeito such an influential force in LDP policymaking and Japanese politics, by extension? And does the recent dispute between the LDP and the Komeito really point towards instability in the coalition? I'm Tristan Gruno, and this is Japan on the Record. For more on the status of the LDP-Komeito coalition, I talked with Dr. Amy Katalinak, assistant professor in the Department of Politics at New York University. Dr. Katalinak is the author of Electoral Reform and National Security in Japan, From Pork to Foreign Policy, published by Cambridge University Press in 2016, and has recently been researching distributive politics in Japan. I started by asking Dr. Katalinik to outline how the electoral reforms of 1994 led to coalition building in Japanese politics.
0: So for many years, Japan used a very unusual electoral system called single non-transferable vote in multi-member districts. Now, what it is, is if you imagine a single member district like you have in the United States, imagine a district which is geographically defined, it's, it's relatively small, and one person is elected in that district. So what Japan had is it had a district like that, but it had multiple winners. So every district had between three and five people in the district who would win a seat and go on to represent their district. So what the 1994 electoral reform did is that it completely eliminated these multi-member districts and it introduced 300 single-member districts like you have in America. So now there are 300 single member districts and single member districts are those which we are very familiar with, whereby voters have a single vote and only one politician wins the election and goes on to the diet. However, they also introduced a system that lay over top of these single member districts, which is called proportional representation. And that's a very common system. Japan's version of the system, it's called closed list proportional representation, is used in 49 countries uh, around the world today. So after 1994, we observe the combination of the single member districts and the proportional representation actually mean that you get a party system comprised of what we expected to be two large parties. And we have the LDP, and for some years we had the Democratic Party of Japan. But then that's been sort of decimated uh, in elections recently, and I'm happy to explain. Why? But you have sort of expected to have two large parties and then a number of small parties and those small parties are able to exist because they can win seats in proportional representation and in proportional representation electoral systems, smaller parties that can win, say, 10 percent of the votes in a proportional representation block. who can't win, for example, 50% of the votes, they're not popular enough to win a seat in the single member districts, they can exist. And so just to sort of bring us up to now, one of the reasons why we have a coalition between the LDP and the smaller party, the Cormato, is because the electoral system generates incentives for both small parties and large parties to exist.
1: I want to ask more about this coalition, but you mentioned that this 1994 reform almost fundamentally changed electoral politics in Japan. And I mean, the question that comes to mind is, I'm just curious why they put in such this major shift in 1994.
0: Yeah, so it's a very good question. So the LDP actually didn't introduce the electoral reform. It was introduced by a coalition government that was formed in 1993. So the LDP was formed in 1955. Since then, it won a plurality of seats in every election up until the 1993 election. Just before the 1993 election, there was a sort of series of events and corruption scandals that meant there were some new parties formed and a group of LDP politicians left the LDP and formed a party of their own. And then it turned out that in the August 1993 election, seven parties between them, excluding the communists, who don't form coalitions with with other parties, seven parties won enough seats between them in 1993 election to actually form a coalition government. And this is the first time in the LDP's history that it was ever not in control of government. So the seven-party coalition forms sort of after the August 1993 election, and then in January 1994, they cobbled together some electoral reform legislation. And the electoral reform legislation, I mean, there's a lot of parties jostling for the type of system that they want, but they eventually came up with a system whereby you would have this combination of single-member districts, 300 of them, with 200 proportional representation seats. So that sort of actually wasn't passed by the LDP, but they did acquiesce to it during this period in which they were in opposition.
1: Was this basically a strategy to limit LDP power then?
0: Yes. At that time, there was this feeling that the multi-member district system contributed to the LDP just constantly winning elections. Because they would allow their members access to funds through which they could pork barrel, through which they could bring goodies back to their constituents. They had this sort of mantra at the time that said, if you win, you're LDP. And so what that basically means is that you have people who want to run as politicians and want to enter the diet. So long as they weren't socialists and they weren't communists, they would enter as independents in in an election and then they would try and win enough votes. If they won enough votes to capture a seat, then the LDP would let them into the party after the election. So they had this phrase, katewajiminto, which means, well, if you win, you're LDP. And so the LDP was very strong, partly because they just accepted anyone who (laughs) was interested in pork barrel politics uh, into the party. And so scholars did think that this was a huge contributing factor to uh, why the LDP was so dominant for so long. But, you know, it's interesting because, look, Now that we've had the electoral reform now for 26 years and look who's in power now, still the LDP, it's still very dominant. So obviously the electoral system does not quite hold the explanatory power to that question that I think scholars thought at the time.
1: And as you mentioned, the LDP is still in power, but you also said that they have to have these coalition governments. And right now there's a coalition with the Colmeto. And in the news recently, there's been talk about as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, the Colmeto has started to put some new demands on the LDP. And, and so, again, maybe this is a very simple question, but what exactly is the Colmeto demanding and, and why can they do that? You know, what gives them the political capital to make these demands of the LDP?
0: So this is a really great question. I'm really interested in this question myself and my current research is actually about the LDP-Komeito coalition. So recently with COVID-19, with the pandemic and the cases in Japan rising, the LDP floated the idea of coming up with handouts for those who could demonstrate need in Japan, those who experienced a dramatic drop in their income as a result of the pandemic and for example, school closures. However, the Komeito was unhappy with the nature of the cash payment plan that the LDP had. The LDP said that they wanted to introduce Sanju Mayan cash payment for those. It's about $2,800 US to families and households who could demonstrate need. However, the callmate said, no, that's going to take too long. There will be a lot of analysis that will have to be done of the individual incomes in the households, and that's going to take too long. It's too much of a burden on municipal governments. People need money now. So they issued the demand that it would be a 1,000, well, Jumayan, about uh, 900 American dollars. They said that that should be the amount of money and it should be a blanket cash ha- handout. I believe this is similar to the type of cash handout that happened in the wake of the Lehman Brothers recession as well. So this made the news because the callmator leader sort of unusually made an open threat that the komeito would leave the coalition over this issue. So it's interesting because the komeito has this leverage over the LDP. My research suggests that they've had this leverage over the LDP for a good 15 years, and I'm happy to explain why. But in this particular instance, it sort of was reported by the media. So I I think the equilibrium that the LDP and the komeito are in are one in which the komeito actually has a lot of influence over LDP policies. But this isn't obvious most of the time. Because if you have an LDP that takes Komeito preferences into account all the time, then the Komeito doesn't need to get angry, and this anger wouldn't be reported by the media. So the equilibrium is such that I think the LDP takes Komeito preferences into account all the time. And I'm really happy to explain why, because my current research is about this. So I'm going to walk you through the influence that the Komeito has over Japanese politics where it lies. So if you take the current electoral system in Japan, you have single member districts. We currently have... 289 single member districts, and then you have uh, 176 members elected via proportional representation. So, what this means is when voters in Japan go to the ballot box, they have two votes. So, first of all, they select a candidate in their single member district, they choose the candidate they want to win the district, and then they also have a vote for a party in the proportional representation tier. And there are 11, 11 blocks in Japan, proportional representation blocks, so they have two votes. So The LDP wants to stay in power. So because there are more single-member districts than there are PR seats, what the LDP does is it really wants to win enough single-member districts to govern. But the LDP has not always been the most popular party. Okay, So if you think about the old electoral system, multi-member districts, you could actually win with 11%, 12%, 15% of the vote in a multi-member district. So you don't have to be most popular candidate in a district to win a seat under the old system. So LDP politicians, I would say, have never been the most popular. Fast forward to the new system, you have many LDP politicians who just don't really have enough to place first in their single member district. If you have two candidates, you need 50% of the vote plus one. If you have more candidates other than that in the district, you need fewer. But you have many LDP candidates that need a little help to get over the finish line. So what LDP candidates did between the election 2000 and 2003, many LDP candidates, they looked around the district and they thought, how could we get these extra votes? So what they did is they realized that the Kormato has been a, the Kormato is a small party and it has supporters in, in the single member districts and all, all over the country. But the Kormato itself is not popular enough to place first in a single member district. But the Kormato exists because it can get some of these party votes in proportional representation. So what the LDP candidates said was, well, what if we could get their votes? So what if the Komeito supporters can vote for us in our single-member district? And if we could get, say, 15,000, 20,000, 25,000 more votes from them, then we would win. We could win the district. What could we give the Komeito in return for this? So it turns out that between 2000 and 2003, it wasn't many LDP candidates. It was a few LDP candidates. What they figured out was that they could ask their supporters to vote komeito in proportional representation. So what that means is they are getting the votes of komeito supporters in their single member district race. And in return, they ask their supporters to cast their PR votes for the komeito. So this is like a very interesting exchange. It's called electoral coordination. And coordination is kind of a fancy way of saying agree not to compete against each other. So the LDP and the Komeito, they come to an understanding. What they do is, there are, at, the, at the time there were 300 single-member districts, what they decide to do is they decide to divvy them up between the two parties. So the LDP is going to run in actually 90% of the single-member districts, and in all of those districts, they're going to get the Komeito votes, because the Komeito candidate is not going to run because they don't have a chance of placing first. So they're going to get all the Komeito supporters' votes in, in these 90% of single-seat districts, and in return... They're going to ask their supporters to vote Komeito and PR. And sure, this means that the LDP is giving up a few PR votes, but because the single member districts are numerically, they're so much more than the number of PR districts available, the LDP really has to win single member districts in order to win the majority. So this very interesting exchange is going on in Japanese elections, and it's been going on since 2003. So what this means is, is that the LDP Kometo, which has been in coalition, by the way, since 1999, it means that the Kometo's power is not reduced to the number of seats they hold. They actually have a lot more power because all of their supporters in all of these districts around Japan are helping elect LDP politicians. So in elections, it looks like the LDP is winning huge majorities, and they have won huge majorities since 2012. 2012, 2014, 2017, House of Representatives elections, the LDP is winning landslides. And this is not something that we expected when the electoral reform was introduced in 1994. Because in single member districts, you have a situation that's more common, the situation is like America, where you have Republicans win some elections, Democrats win some elections, you have alternation in power. But because in Japan, what we're figuring out now is because the single member districts are combined with this proportional representation tier, it opens up a world of possibilities in regards to electoral coordination. And it helps the LDP win large landslides, even though they don't command a large share of the
1: popular vote.
0: So all of this is to say is the Komeito has a lot of power over the LDP. If they withdraw their support, the LDP won't be able to win elections.
1: You're describing this very strong relationship between the LDP and the Komeito, And I mean, I'm just curious, is this simply a marriage of convenience? Or you know, are there some kind of ideological alignments as far as principle goes? Or is it just the thing of, you know, we get a little bit of power this way in a totally coalitional sharing of power?
0: So what's interesting about the ldp Komeito coalition is that ideologically the parties are not aligned. So they are very unlikely bedfellows. I would say that both the LDP and the Cormato have histories of like helping people. So coming up with policies to help small, medium sized enterprises and other constituents with problems. So both parties have a sort of tradition of focusing on that rather than being like a reformist party or coming up with sort of a broad policy platform that is attractive to say women or parents Both parties sort of focus on helping individual constituents with problems and and small businesses in their communities. So in that sense, uh, the two parties may be gelling together well, but the komeito is pretty unpopular and with broader Japanese voters who are not in the Soka Gakkai, the supporters of the komeito. So that's another interesting facet. It suggests that in many countries, coalition partners are ideologically aligned But when you have a marriage of convenience, which is brought on by the electoral system and the fact that the parties can use each other, I think I would say that they don't have to be ideologically aligned for the system to work well.
1: And speaking of the news, before this coronavirus emergency in Japan, you know, it looked like Abe and the LDP was going to go off on a high note. We had him recently becoming the longest serving prime minister. Then there was the prospect of a successful Olympics. And so it really seemed like this was going to be the capstone of this, you know, very long, successful tenure for Abe. But now with this recent news, you know, there was there's even talk about, well, maybe, you know, this coalition is weakening. What's your reaction to that kind of news?
0: So I, I think there's no evidence the coalition is weakening. Well, I shouldn't say no evidence. Sometimes if you observe coalition partners having a public disagreement, that is that's something that we didn't observe before. But the partners, both partners, the LDP and the Komeito, need each other so much. The LDP can't win majorities in Japan in elections without the Komeito. So this is why they quickly folded when pressured recently over the cash handout, and they just did what the Komeito wanted. So this is an example of the Komeito exercising its leverage and the LDP being like, yep, you're right, you have a lot of power over us, we'll do what you want. So I I think the, the LDP... Is, is fine. I, I think it has just as much strength as it did before. And I, I need to see sort of more evidence before I join the club of people who say that the coalition might be weakening and Abe's power might be might be threatened. I'll also add that Prime Minister Abe has weathered a, quite a few large scandals recently. There was um, the Gakuen scandal, the Moritomo Gakuen scandal, the Sakura viewing party scandal, There's been a lot of criticism of Abe during these scandals, but he's been fine. And one of the reasons he's been fine is that he's weathered the scandals. And one of the reasons for this is that the opposition in Japan is, I would say, totally (laughs) decimated. Since 2012, the opposition have not been able to mount a credible alternative to the LDP in elections. So as a result of that, there's not a lot of pressure to replace Abe or try and find another popular leader for the LDP because the opposition is just not a credible threat. So given these, given these facts, I, I don't see much evidence of the coalition weakening in Japan.
1: I'm Tristan Gruno, and this has been Japan on the Record, the podcast where scholars of Japan bring their expertise to bear on issues in the news. Hosted and produced by Tristan Gruno the Council on East Asian Studies at Yale University. Thank you for listening.